Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Generation Broadway. Um, I'm not going to do too much of an intro for this week because I'm so excited. I have a lot of thoughts. So we're just going to get straight into it. This week, we're talking about the Wicked movie adaptation. Now, I just want to say, I think I might be a little bit of a mind reader because last week I was sitting down and I was like, oh, what should I write about or what should I talk about in the podcast this week? I want to do something more relevant and I'm really not sure. And I saw something on Instagram that made me be like, hmm, the Wicked movie is really picking up steam. I think I should talk about that. I'll do like a Dreamcast. So I had all of my notes on who I wanted to play every single character. I recorded the episode. I edited it. I was ready to post it. I had planned to post it on Friday, and then, lo and behold, Thursday night, they revealed who was going to be playing Alphaba and Glinda. Um, <laughs> so that episode got scrapped, and I was like, okay, well, I'll still talk about this, obviously, but I had to, like, restart what I was going to say, because, like, obviously my dream casting for Glinda and Alphaba didn't matter anymore, because they casted people. So yeah, this week we're just kind of talking about the movie, but I thought it would be also fun to include the rest of my dream casting for like everyone else in the show. So that'll be in there too. And I'm just going to give like my opinions of who they cast. Um, I'm really excited about this. The timing of it is hilarious that I was like, okay, I'll do this episode. And then the night before they were like, just kidding, you're actually not going to be doing this because we already announced it. Very funny. But yeah, without further ado... Let's get into it. Okay, so like I said, um, this is we we're, we're finally have news about the Wicked movie. So for those of you who don't know, there has been talks of a Wicked movie like since the musical came out in the early 2000s. It has been constantly talked about. They've had different directors associated with it, but they have never once announced an Elphaba or a Glinda. Um, personally, I think that's because the musical has always been doing really well, so they didn't have need a need to, like, market it to other people. Um, but now it's happening. It is happening. They have announced a director for it. They're supposed to start filming in 2022. They have directors, they have a production team, and they have, they've announced at least part of their cast. So, John Chu is directing it, and he is famous for directing Crazy Rich Asians, but most recently, and more important to this movie, he directed In the Heights, and that, I think, is a really good sign, because that movie really took the essence of the musical and put it into a movie, and he understood that it was an adaptation, so he put, like, his own spin on things and changed it to fit a movie format, but the musical was still the priority, and the songs were still there, the spirit of the musical still came through, and I think that that is a really, really good sign. Um, beyond him, we have producers, and that is David Stone and Mark Platt, who actually produced the original production of Wicked. So I think that is a really good sign. And if you asked me a few months ago, I would have said, oh, I think that's great. Mark Platt and David Stone really know the musical, so I think it'll be awesome. Um, however, Mark Platt also produced the Dear Evan Hansen movie. And I know you're thinking, Jillian, we're talking about the Wicked movie. Why would we talk about Dear Evan Hansen too? Keep that fact in mind, that the Dear Evan Hansen movie exists, because we will be coming back to it later in this podcast. Um, and finally, the big piece of news, which I'm sure you all know, but big reveal, Elphaba has been casted as Cynthia Erivo, and Glinda has been casted as Ariana Grande. So, 
Uh, I have a lot of thoughts about this, as always, because I have a lot of thoughts about everything. So I'm going to get straight into it with Cynthia Erivo. Kind of, like, in my opinion, the right casting. I love Cynthia Erivo. I think she's brilliant. She's so talented. She probably has one of the best voices of musical theater in the modern era, if not all of music in the modern era. Um, I could not speak highly enough about her. She is a powerhouse and will body Elphaba. Elphaba is such a big role. And, like, they had to cast someone who could sing, you know? They could not stunt cast her because it would have been awful. Defying Gravity is such a challenging song that it would have been terrible if they got somebody who didn't know how to sing. You can't really, like, auto-tune your way out of that, so they needed someone who knew what they were doing. And Cynthia Rebo is that woman. She knows how to sing. She's very talented. She's been on Broadway. She's done movies as well. Um, and she's just, like, amazing and there's also a clip of her so if you don't know who i'm talking about or if you want like a idea of who she is a bit more um there's a clip of her singing i couldn't be happier for the pbs concert and she's just she blows it out of the water she does such a good job and to me she really like i think she really understands she could understand the role of alphaba and that she's very like reserved but she also could have her snarky moments because alphaba is like both of those she's really shy with Fierro and she's really shy with other characters but like she's kind of snarky with Glinda and like they go at each other and I feel like Cynthia could do both of those very very well um 80% of my like thoughts on this so far have just been like guys she's so talented but like she is she just is and there's no two ways of putting that um and I kind of talked about this before but she has done theater before and she's been in movies and tv shows and I think that we're slowly learning that you need to be able to do both because just because you've been in a musical doesn't mean that you can translate that to theater <clears throat> Ben Platt um what who said that no um, and just because you've done a movie doesn't mean that you have the vocal chops for a musical so I think she really brings in both of those perspectives really really well um if you need like proof of her talent she is an Emmy, Grammy, and Tony Award winner. She's phenomenal. Um, I have heard a lot of people saying with this, like, oh, is this going to be her Oscar? Because she's only an Oscar away from an EGOT, and I will level with you. It's not. I do not think it is. At least it's not for acting. There is no way she is winning Best Actor for this role. Um, I think people will talk about how great she is. I think she will get a lot of respect for this. She's not winning an Oscar for it, because the Oscars never view musical movie adaptations of musicals the same way they view other movies. The only kind of mu movie musical that I can really remember as like sweeping at the Oscars was La La Land, but that is, that's not really like, I don't view that the same way I view In the Heights or Wicked or any of these other movie musicals that are happening because I think that was more Oscar bait. It's about LA, it's about Hollywood. You have Pasek and Paul, you have Emma Stone and oh, what's his name, Brian Gosling, like, that was gonna win, whereas this is more, I think, for theater nerds and to try and get people to go see the musical as well. However, I could see them adding an original song in for, like, either in the movie or in the, um, like, credits of the movie, and that could get her an original song and push her into the EGOT, but I, she's not getting it for acting. I just don't think so. Um, the only critique I have is that she is a bit older. She's 34, and I think the musical, they're supposed to be about 18 to 20 in the musical. Um, 
and I'll get to that a bit more later, but it's not even that she's, like, like, I don't really think her age is the factor in this. I think she is just, like, very wise, and, like, to me, she gives off this energy of being, like, so aware and knowing that I'm gonna be, like, oh, you're concerned about going up against the wizard? You know everything, Cynthia Revo. Um, but I think the show forces you to suspend your disbelief enough that it'll be okay. Like, I don't actually see that being a big hindrance to her performance. Um, and also, if that is the only critique that people have with a casting, you know it's done well. If it's like, oh, she might be a bit old, but if the rest of the cast is also a bit old, it does not matter. Um, it's when, like, one person specifically is, like, a little bit too old for the role, then it kind of, like, raises eyes. But I think because Ariana Grande's age as well, it doesn't really play off as that big of a deal. So, <laughs> speaking of Ariana Grande, she was cast as Grunda. And I am so conflicted about this. I don't know how I feel. Because, on one hand, I think she could be really good. She's very talented. She has a lot going for her, and she's a big name. But on the other hand, I think because of those same facts that she is very talented, she's a big name, she could also be really bad. Um, like, in my opinion, I don't think her voice is really that good of a fit for Glinda. Um, Glinda doesn't belt. She doesn't belt in the musical. She never does. She has, like, more of a, like, peppy and, like, Kristen Chenoweth voice, you know? Kristen Chenoweth has a very unique voice, and I feel like a lot of the other actresses that they've cast as Glinda try to copy that sound rather than making it their own. And I don't know if Ariana Grande necessarily can copy that sound. However, that being said, is it just that we've never heard her do that because that is not her music career, you know? Like, it's very difficult to say this when we've only really heard her sing in one type of way. She could be really great at this, but she's just never shown it before. Um, so I don't really know. I'm kind of leaning more towards, like, I don't think she could do it that well, but I would not be surprised if, like, plot twist, she can. Um, something that's, like, kind of a good note for her is that she has done theater before, uh, and she's also been on TV. Like, she's been in front of a screen, so she kind of knows how to act towards that, and <laughs> I kind of compared it to who she was in Victorious. So if you haven't seen the show, this was like a Nickelodeon show four or five, five years ago, if not longer. Um, and she played like a ditzy, kind of spacey character that is very much so Act One Glinda. And that could be great. I think that could be really, really good. Um, so I have faith in her acting ability. I'm just a little bit questionable of her singing. Um, also with that, she was in Hairspray Live, and I didn't really like her in Hairspray Live. I felt like she was trying too hard to be Ariana, and she wasn't really being Penny, you know? Like, she was using her, her singing voice from her career, not a voice that you would use for Penny. Um, that, however, could have just been a director's note, but that could have also been, like, that's all she knows how to do. So... I don't know. We'll see what happens. The one thing that does kind of make me, like, a little bit concerned is that there is, I tried to look for clips of her online singing, like, anything that was, like, Glinda-esque or similar to Glinda, and there's a lot of clips of her singing songs from Wicked. However, they are only alpha songs, and part of me wonders if there is a reason that 
whenever these concerts come about, whenever these benefits are happening, she is approached with an Elphaba song. You know, like it, it's a little interesting. But yeah, so kind of as an overall thought, I'm pretty curious to see how this looks. I think we have seen Wicked be done the same way for so long that I actually wonder what John Chu does with it, if he makes it his own, if he changes it a bit, or if he just sticks to the stage production of it. I have heard, um, I've seen interviews with actors who have done the stage production of it that they're very, like the producers and stuff are very intense about keeping it the way it has always been. So I wonder, I'm really curious what happens with that, how that changes, if it does change at all. I personally wouldn't mind seeing a bit of a different perspective of it. I think it'd be kind of cool, but I would also like throw back. Like I would like to see a newer version of it, but with also elements of that classic one of Glenda and her big purple or in her purple, whoa, in her big white dress and, you know, Elphaba in her black outfit with the hat and the makeup. I'm, that is the other thing I am curious about. I really don't want them to like, modernize the way Elphaba looks. I think the stage version of it is perfect. I think we also have lots of examples of within these Marvel movies how to make a character or how to make an actor a different color like blue or green. Um, So I really hope he just kind of does what the Marvel movies do because to me that looks pretty realistic. Or at the end of the day I really kind of like maybe they should just follow the musical so it still looks normal because I think that is the area where it could look very unrealistic is Elphaba's green makeup. Um, yeah, moving on. I think it's interesting how wrong the public was about this because everyone has been talking about this movie or everyone in the theater community has been talking about this movie for so long. And I have heard a lot of the, I've heard Ariana Grande's, na- Grande's name in this circulation and being talked about but never for Glinda. I have always heard people saying, oh, she could be a really good alpha, but she has that voice to her. So I'm curious why they ended up choosing her for Glinda instead of Elphaba. Uh, the other thing that's interesting is I never heard anyone mention Cynthia Erivo. I have heard a lot of names for Elphaba, including Ariana Grande, Amber Riley from Glee. Um, those are the only two that are coming to mind right now. But it, I never Cynthia Erivo, so I think that's kind of interesting that they did cast someone that wasn't really as big of a front runner, you know. Um, and they were very wrong about Glinda because, like I said, no one mentioned Ariana Grande. The big name I had heard for Glinda actually was Dove Cameron, and Dove Cameron released a really cryptic text like a month or two ago about like she was about to get this dream role of hers. Which does actually make me think that she was probably, it was down to Dev Cameron or Ariana Grande. And Dev Cameron knew that Ariana Grande was a bigger name than her. So she kind of wanted to, she kind of did that to make it a bit bigger and make her a bit more notable. Um, But I don't know. I wasn't in there. I don't know that process. But I do think that they probably considered Dev Cameron for a while just because of how obvious it was like she seems like the perfect casting for it she could have done it but I think at the end of the day they just went with a bigger name which is fine um the last thing I want to talk about is Mark Platt so like I said remember that name this is where this comes back he is producing this and he is on very very thin ice after everything that happened with Dear Evan Hansen and him casting his son as the lead role what I think is funny about this 
is that Mark Platt has a second son. He actually has a few, but he has another musical theater-based son named Jonah. Jonah Platt played Fierro on Broadway. This was a while ago at this point. Jonah Platt is an adult man. So we are either, so what I'm saying is we are either going to be getting a very, very adult aged out Fierro, or we are going to learn that the Platt family plays favorites. Which will it be? Probably the play's favorites. I don't think Mark Platt is going to risk it again because he and that movie got so much backlash for casting his son, Ben Platt, as Evan Hansen. Um, now, I get what you're saying. Jilly, why are you talking about Dear Evan Hansen? But, like, guys, this is important because I saw something really funny the other day that was like, oh, Ben Platt must be furious that Cynthia Revo is 34 and was cast play uh, the high school student and everyone's like applauding it and being like oh she's so great um but it is different these are not the same and i will expand on that because yes cynthia and ariana are a little bit too old to be playing this role but also and this is i think the biggest difference wicked is set in university whereas dear evan hansen is set in high school and i am aware that there's probably only like one year's age gap between those two but oh my gosh it matters so much because i am willing to believe you can go into university at any point in your life. You have to look like a teenager to be in a high school setting. Um, the other thing that's very different is both of the women are a little bit too old to be playing these roles or are like a little bit aged out. Um, so I don't actually think it matters. You won't notice it as much because they're both the same, like they're around the same age, so it's fine. Whereas Pierre Van Hansen, it was really just Ben Platt that looked too old. So the most important thing I think is that Dear Van Hansen is really rooted in realism. And the idea is that, like, this is just a guy. He just exists. Any of this could happen in a normal setting. Whereas Wicked immediately requires you to suspend your disbelief. You are immediately transported to another world. Someone is green. There are flying monkeys. Like, this is not realistic. So at the end of the day, if they look a little bit older, it's not the end of the world. Who cares? And I think that that is why it's different, you know? Okay. So those are kind of like all of my thoughts about the movie that's about to come out. Um, I thought it would be really fun to keep my part from my original podcast episode about my dream casting, but I'm just not going to talk about Alphaba and Glinda because obviously they have been casted. Um, so I saw a tweet the other day from Onstage Blog, and they're kind of like, it's just a rumor. It's not actually true or set in stone. So take it for what you will, but I thought it would be kind of fun to like base my picks off of what they said. So the tweet reads, I'm really very happy with the choice for Madame Morrible, impressed with Bach, bewildered with Fierro, outraged with the wizard, nodding my head in agreement with Nessa Rose, and then in parentheses, like really crossing my fingers with that one, and wondering who they had, why they had that person play Dillamond. So I thought it'd be kind of fun to like base my predictions off of that idea. And I also do kind of list like who I would like to see. But yeah, let's kind of get into it. So I'm just going to go in order of that. So I have Madame Morrible, which they said they were really happy with. Um, I personally would love to see Kristen Chenoweth do it. I think A, nostalgia. It'd be really fun to have like a little like throw into the original production. Um, and I think it'd be really cute, and she'd be really good at it. I think it would be very easy for her to do. It wouldn't be a huge, huge time commitment. Um, there's also a big, like, twist in the second act with Madame Morrible, and I think she could really do well with that. Um, that being said, I would not be surprised if it is anybody like 
Bette Midler, Patti LuPone, or because it is Hollywood, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Meryl Streep either. And I think that'd be okay. I actually wouldn't mind seeing Meryl Streep in this. I think she did a good job in the prom. I don't like the prom, but I thought she was okay. Um, I loved her in Mamma Mia. I didn't mind her in Into the Woods. I think she could do a good job of it. Uh, if it's Bette Midler, I'll cry because I love Bette Midler to the ends of the earth. So yeah, that's kind of my thoughts with that one. I think it's probably a musical theater based actress. Oh, that is the other thing I should mention. Onstage blog is a theater blog. So when you read that, take that as a theater perspective of things. And a lot of people within theater get angry when someone who does not have a theater base is cast in a movie. Keep that in mind. That is like a big role in why I'm saying the names I'm saying. So yeah. Uh, moving on to Bach. So they listed as impressed with Bach. Um, and I have seen, I want to start off by saying, I have seen a lot of people saying that they would like Tom Holland to play Bach because he was in Billy Elliot when he was a kid. He has theater experience. And I just have to say, I don't see that happening. I do not see that happening. I think he is too big of a name. I think he won't do it. You know, I think he also is just coming off of that, like, Marvel money. I don't know if you guys are big into Marvel movies. I am. Also, we don't know what his Marvel future is going to look like, so I don't know if he necessarily has time to film something like this. But also, he doesn't mention his theater experience often. He kind of, like, I don't think he loves talking about it that much, so I don't know if I would necessarily see him doing this. Um, and to be honest, I know this is kind of a cop-out, but I'm kind of neutral about who would play Bach. I don't think they could either ruin or make the movie elevate or ruin the movie, you know what I'm saying? Um, obviously I would love to see someone from Broadway doing it. I think that would be great, but also because it's not a huge role, I could see them stunt casting it. Um, so yeah, I guess that's like kind of my answer is I would just like to see someone from Broadway who's done it before. I think it'd be good. Yeah. So moving on to Fiera. So they said, um, bewildered with Fiera. Now my dream casting, my ideal Fiera is Jordan Fisher. I have seen his name pop up a few times. I love Jordan Fisher. He has theater experience before. He has that like cool and effortless like kind of himbo energy that Fiero really has throughout the whole show. And I think he could do such a good job. Also because Fiero's big song is Dancing Through Life and you know Jordan Fisher has dance experience because he's done it before. He's done different musicals before. He's done film and television before. And I think he could just do an amazing job with it to the point that, like, it's hard to expand on it because he's just so good for the role that I'm like, it's common sense to me that I'm like, he would be brilliant. However, with the line bewildered with Fierro, part of me is like, oh man, it's probably just stuncasted and it's probably like Harry Styles or someone like that who's really just a big name and they're only there for name recognition because at the end of the day, I don't think fear, like, I think you could do fear, you could get away with stunt casting Fiero. Um, so I would not be surprised if it's someone like Harry Styles, but I would love it if it's Jordan Fisher. I think that'd be perfect. I also would really like it if it's Isaac Powell, who has also been on Broadway, but I don't think Isaac Powell's a big enough name. So yeah, that's my take on Fiero. Um, up next is The Wizard. Personally, I would love to see Kevin Chamberlain play the wizard. He has done it on Broadway for years. He 
I love Kevin Chamberlain, guys. Like, he's an amazing actor. I think he's so talented and underutilized. Most people know him from Jesse. He was also in The Prom as, like, a really small character. But, you know, I think he could do this. I think he'd do a really, really great job. And I would love to see it. However, that tweet used the line, outraged with the wizard. And I feel it in my bones that that is James Corden. I just have a gut feeling that they would cast James Corden in this. Um, And a lot of people get really mad about James Corden being in movie musicals. So I think I might like actually do a whole episode on this at some point because it'd be interesting to go into. But he gives off a lot of free promo. He, with his show, he it's a lot of free promotion, and I think that that is something that can't be undervalued. He can sing well enough. I I feel like they did cast James Corden as the wizard, and I don't like that idea. I don't. I, I don't. I don't like James Corden. It makes me really mad. And if they do cast him, I'll probably be really frustrated with it. But I really want it to be Kevin Chamberlain. I think he could do a great job. So yeah, that's kind of it. I just don't want it to be James Corden but I could see why it is. Um, Moving on to Nessa Rose. Um, I think Nessa Rose is kind of an interesting role to play. I could see this going one of a few ways. First of all, I saw someone online say Leah Michelle, and I think that is so funny because you just know that Leah Michelle is having a rough year for not getting Fanny Bryce on Broadway and not getting the Wicked movie, which is hilarious to me. So I think I, I was like, that'd be really funny if she played Nessa who's a very small character and people don't like Nessa that much. Um, That being said, I don't like Leah Michelle and would not want to see her in this project. So I could see them casting maybe Rachel Zegler. I think she's really talented. She's kind of up and coming. She has that like mousy personality that Nessa Rose has. Uh, However, Rachel Zegler was just announced to be um, Snow White in the new Disney adaptation. So I... To be completely honest, don't think she would have time for this. I think she's about to get really, really busy, which is fair. So kind of a bit of preamble before I say who I would actually really, really enjoy seeing this is that the musical has gotten a lot of criticism over the years for only ever casting an able-bodied person to play Nessa. Nessa throughout the entire show is in a wheelchair and they have never cast someone who uses a wheelchair. So I think if John Chu is aware of that discourse and is aware of like, what is happening with the show and how people don't like that, I, I kind of think he should cast Ali Stroker. I think she'd do a really great job. Ali Stroker um, uses a wheelchair. She won a Tony in 2019, and there was this big commentary. Like, a lot of people were pointing out that, like, Ali Stroker had to wait at the side of the stage to accept her Tony because that theater was not wheelchair accessible. And um, she was in Oklahoma for the Tony, and they did it at Circle in the Square, which is one of few wheelchair-accessible theaters behind stage. So I think it, I think they really could cast her. I think it would be a really interesting move. And I just, like, she's so talented. She could do so well at that. And you know she has it. Nessa Rose isn't a big enough role that you would need to stunt cast it. And I think they could do it. And that's part of why I'm kind of getting that vibe from the nodding my head in agreement with Nessa Rose. Because, like, she's not the first choice like she's very mature and I think that that like her voice is very mature so it's not like necessarily the first choice but she is good and I think she could do it so I'm like I could see that happening um and lastly uh Dr. Dillamund honestly guys based on vibes alone I think Keegan-Michael Key 
I'd like to see it. I think he'd be really good at it. Um, he can sing enough. The role isn't that heavy. You do not need to sing that much. And he can sing, like, he can hold a tune. He can do that. He could, like, make the animal noises that he has to make. And I think he kind of has the timing for it. I think he could do a really, really great job in that role. Uh, but the tweet said, wondering why they had that person play Dr. Dillamond, which really makes me think that this is stuncast and beyond belief because it's not a hard role and because it's not musical based. Um, so think Judy Dench and Cats. I think it's similar to that where it's like, oh, this does not make sense. Why did you do this? Um, so with that, I actually total stab in the dark. I think it could be like Jimmy Fallon or Bill Murray, like someone like that, where it's like, what? Where it just does not make sense. And I would not be surprised if it is someone completely random. So yeah, that's kind of my opinion about the cast. Um, for fun, I will also tell you who I wanted to play Alphaba and Glinda. Um, so for Alphaba, I really, really, really wanted to see either Ariana DeBose or any Ray Relantman. Uh, both of them have been in Hamilton. Ariana DeBose was also in The Prom, the movie, and she's about to play Anita in West Side Story. She is very, very talented. I love her so much. Uh, Emmy Raver Lampman was also in, so she was in Hamilton, like I said, but she's also been in The Umbrella Academy, and I think that makes her just a big enough name that people might know her. So I thought that'd be really cool. And for Glinda, I, like everyone else on the internet, really wanted to see Dev Cameron do it. She does a lot with Kristen Chenoweth. Um, they've been in so much together randomly because they were both in Hairspray Live, they were both in Schmigadoon, and they've done a few other things that I just can't think of right now. Uh, so I thought that would be really great. But beyond that, I also would just like it to be someone we've never heard of before. So I didn't talk about this. This was kind of an angle in my first episode. But what I wanted in a perfect world was... A smaller, an, an unknown actress playing Glinda, maybe an unknown actress playing Alphaba, but I do think we have enough famous people that could play Alphaba and be talented. Um, and then really, really stunt cast a lot of other people, put big names into Madame Morrible, Dr. Dillamond, The Wizard, stuff like that, where it's like, you know, those people are going to sell tickets so that then your Alphaba and your Glinda could be very, very talented. Um, obviously, that didn't happen, in my opinion. They 100% stunt cast Glinda. They didn't necessarily stunt cast Alphaba, but name recognition did kind of go into it. Um, but Glinda, I don't think Ariana Grande would have gotten the role if she wasn't Ariana Grande. Um, so that kind of changed my picks for who I think should be casted. I think if they did go with an unknown name, I would not have listed Ali Stroker or Rachel Zegler for Nessa Rose or Jordan. I, I probably still would have picked Jordan Fisher. He's well-known enough. I think he could do it. But yeah, those are my opinions for the Wicked movie. I think, overall, it could be really good, but it could also be really bad, and we'll just have to wait and see, to be honest. I don't know if we'll get any indication. Also, they've made it clear that they do not care when they are announcing who is playing what role, so I don't know when we'll hear more about the cast. I think, interestingly, I believe that they have this whole movie cast. But I think they were waiting to make sure they had Alphaba and Glinda before they announced anything. So, I don't know. I, I think they have everybody else cast. I think we'll probably start hearing about it soon. But they aren't starting filming for another year. So, it could be a while. We'll see.
Alrighty, everybody. With that being said, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. I hope you had a good time listening to my little rant about the Wicked movie. You can bet I will be back when they announce the full cast to compare my thoughts and my cast that I selected versus the one they did. Um, I will compare it. I will make jokes. It'll be a good time. And I'll also probably be back when the movie has come out and give you my full review of it. Until then, I'll see you guys next week. 